This is Gene Lance on the Workers Beat Extra. Now as May Day approaches, it seems like a good time to talk about the nature of unions. Just what are they? What can they do? You may know that I was recently elected president of the Dallas Center Labor Council. It's one of the biggest and best in Texas. I guess it's because of that that I got an email right away from a college student who asked me if America's unions are revolutionary. Here's what she wrote, quote, I'm a second year college student. My group and I are doing a project exploring whether the U.S. needs to undergo major cultural changes to survive, and we are focusing on unions. The project specifically explores Dallas organizations, so we chose the Dallas AFL-CIO. We were wondering if you or the organization believes that there needs to be fundamental changes in the American workforce for the U.S. to survive or if you mainly focus on various changes to improve working conditions and don't necessarily believe that there must be a revolutionary change. I answered her even though the AF of LCO is not a union. It's a federation of unions. It helps coordinate some union activities, especially in politics, but it's not a union. However, I am in a union, a relatively small one, and like in everything else, I certainly have an opinion. So I wrote back to the student at length. In history, we've seen workers hanged for trying to start unions. We've seen them shot down by soldiers. We've seen them lynched, bombed from the air, all for trying to start unions, all by the bosses. So sometimes in history, it really seems like unions are in revolutionary struggle. But unions, I told my college friend, are not revolutionary, never have been, never will be. Now in the past, I've known some so-called leftists who seem to think that they could join unions and convert them into revolutionary organizations. I think they might have in mind the IWW, the Industrial Workers of the World, which is generally considered an important part of labor history. But the IWW is not an exception to what I said about unions not being revolutionary. The IWW simply wasn't a union. They won big strikes. It's true that they won big strikes, but they wouldn't sign contracts. They wouldn't negotiate for their members, and they wouldn't enforce contracts with a grievance procedure or something like that. They considered that to be beneath them. They wouldn't represent workers in elections or in legislative battles. They just weren't unionists. They were revolutionaries to begin with. Their idea was to organize everybody into their organization, and once they had they would take over the world. They were revolutionaries to begin with. Now I understand that at one point in American labor history that the American communists 
went through a short period in the 1920s when they thought they could establish, quote, red, end quote, unions. I don't know much about it, but I don't think it lasted very long. Unions in Europe are different from uh, unions in America because they are often started by and run by political parties. If those political parties are revolutionary, then they probably try to make their unions revolutionary as well. But nothing like that exists in America. In the 1930s, when the communists actually were very important in the American labor movement, it wasn't because they believed that unions could be revolutionary. And yet, they did work in the unions. They put a priority on it. Look at some of the revolutionaries that we know really were revolutionaries. For example, you take V.I. Lenin. If you've read his book, What is to be Done, you know that he argued strongly that revolutionaries should be in the unions if they could. He was arguing against anarchists because the anarchists don't believe in working in unions. In fact, they don't believe much in working with anybody or working much at all. They more or less believe that they can create revolution out of thin air. That it's just going to happen and it's going to happen suddenly and then they're going to be in charge. Look at Karl Marx and Frederick Engels. They recommended working in unions, but they were very practical about it. There's a whole book called Marx and Engels on the trade unions. And it's very enlightening, especially for people who think that the unions can become revolutionary. Marx and Engels didn't say so. Marx and Engels didn't think so. Marx and Engels wrote it down. They said that the unions were a great training ground for revolutionaries, a great place where people could learn to struggle, and a great place where people could learn to win goals for working people. But not organizations that were revolutionary. They believed that you had to have a revolutionary political party. I had personal experience. It's not any secret that I used to be, for some years, a member of the Socialist Workers Party in the United States. And I remember when they decided to f literally force all of their members to join unions. It was in 1975. And at that time, they argued with everybody who didn't want to join a union and said, yes, you must join a union. You must do it, and you must do it now. Well, nearly all of them were student activists because they had joined the Socialist Workers' Party through the Young Socialist League during the Vietnam War when there was a big student movement against the war. A lot of them were graduating. They were becoming psychiatrists, professional people, uh, a lot of them were techies, teachers, business persons. Uh, they were getting jobs based on their college degrees. And they were being told, well, drop all that and go get a job in a union, get your hands dirty. I remember when Jack Barnes, who was the chairman of the, of the Socialist Workers Party, back in 1975, I remember a speech he made, and he said, why are we asking everybody to get into the unions? Why should you get into the unions now? 
The answer he gave was, because you can. Because that's where everybody belongs if they're revolutionaries. And the only reason we weren't in unions before was because the unions were blocking us and were keeping us out. Only in the mid-70s did the ice begin to melt from the red-baiting days that began in 1946 when all the unions were kicking out all the communists. In fact, uh, they beat them up sometimes on the job. And anybody that was an officer of a union either had to sign a loyal oath or resign, or their unions were actually kicked out. The whole union would be kicked out of the CIO back in 1940s. So Jack Barnes was saying, you should have been in unions all along, but you couldn't get in unions. Now you can, and so you must. That was very persuasive, or I thought so. It affected me. You may ask, just in my personal uh, example, why did I give up teaching college courses to spend 23 years developing credentials in the union movement? Why did I want to get my hands dirty after I had already gotten my doctorate from college? Why would I do that? And if unions are not revolutionary, you may well ask, then how could a revolution be made? I know leftists now, lots of them, who think they're going to create a revolution in the United States. They think they are going to do it, but they aren't. My old friends in the Socialist Workers' Party, for example, were absolutely positive that American workers were already ready to make a revolution and that they had been for many years. All they were waiting for was directions from the Socialist Workers' Party. Boy, were they disappointed though, when they actually got those union jobs. And a lot of them not only quit the union jobs, they quit the Socialist Workers' Party because it just wasn't true that the unions were going to be doing revolutionary things and that American workers were just waiting on instructions to overthrow everything and, and make a revolution. And besides, even if these leftists could take power, they could never run all the mechanisms of government. They don't have thousands and thousands of qualified bureaucrats and seasoned politicians that know what they're doing to be able to run a government. So even if they could somehow magically take power, they couldn't run things. Unions are not revolutionary. So then, why do revolutionaries go into unions? The answer is this. Unions are not revolutionary, but workers are. If you read Karl Marx, if you read Lenin, you realize that they counted 100%, not on some smart guy, not on some clever idea, but on working people. They said that working people by their very nature oppose their bosses 
And when push comes to shove, the fight will be between those bosses and those workers. And revolutionaries belong in there with those workers, helping things move along. So, unions are not revolutionary, my friends, but working people are. And that's why so many revolutionaries are so interested in the unions. This is Gene Lance on the Workers Beat Extra.